0: The Ledmus-Diaz will step to the plate. Last hope for the Astros. And on the first pitch, in the air, right field. That is playable. Coming in, Margot. And that's it! The Tampa Bay Rays have won the American League pennant! The Rays are going to the World Series!
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sabercast. This is Episode 8. And this is a very special episode. This is the first one I'm gonna be doing here with a partner or with multiple people here. And uh, our first guest is a good friend of mine. Um, we've gone back a couple years we met and um, have bonded over our love of baseball and you know, video games and sports, whatever, in general. And um, David, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit here?
0: Well, hello everybody, I'm David. Uh, on Twitter, I'm known as at the Ray zone. So if you want to hit me with a quick follow, you can there. I also uh, co-run a Instagram page, NFL.nerds. I do some football posts there. So change up the sport a bit there. I know this is a, a baseball podcast, but I do a little bit of football as well. Um, I've been a race Tampa Bay fan, really just a Tampa Bay fan for the last six or seven years of my life. So that's the teams that I definitely take. Uh, seriously, I've known my friend here
1: for a good—I
0: think it's been three years now. Has it? Uh, you know, I think years? it?
1: I think three years is probably a good estimate. Since I'd, I'd say you know. maybe at two,
0: at least two years, we're closing in on three, I believe. So I've known him for a while, a good friend of mine, and um, I'm just excited. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to talk about some baseball.
1: Yeah, of course, man. Long overdue. So. David mentioned he's a big Tampa Bay sports fan, so obviously he had a, a very big uh, year um, in sports in the past 365 yes. days or so. Um, experienced his teams win two championships and come a couple wins short of another. And if you want to lump in the heat into there, I, I think you're a, are you a Magic fan? I'm pretty sure you are.
0: Um, I, I, I dip my toe in the water. They, they disappointed me a bit the last month. Um, they, they, they haven't really uh, lived up to the expectations they were given. But I, I do support them. But it's definitely, you know, the main ones are hockey, football, and baseball.
1: Oh, yeah. Basketball is not our forte, really. But, um, uh, but we,
0: we, we, we enjoy it.
1: <laughs> we do enjoy basketball. Yeah. It's just, we,
0: we love some basketball.
1: Baseball takes priority here. Oh, Yeah. All right. So, um today we're going to be just talking about our our predictions I guess for next season. We've each made our um our standings predictions and we've yeah. picked some breakout players, some MVPs and some Cy Youngs from each team and I think we've predicted awards and then made our playoff brackets. So, we've pretty much predicted as much of the season as we possibly could. So, I'm excited to dive into that.
0: And yeah, we definitely I def- I definitely at least uh, put a lot of effort into trying to figure out how everything will go with my notes here. We got a lot of notes, so I'm ready for any topic you throw at me hopefully.
1: Well, I certainly uh, took it seriously as well, put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> All right, so it's um, it's been I feel like it's been a fairly quick off season I don't think that um, I feel like the turnaround to from the World Series to now has been honestly pretty pretty smooth.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think it was a bit of a quiet start, you know, obviously with the COVID season and the 60-game season, that kind of postponed the the kind of swiftness of potential big moves. You know, we didn't see a lot of big guys sign till late. And, you know, there's still a couple possible candidates that are free agents right now that some teams could pick up if they wanted. But I do think that once we got to December, everything just moved completely quick after that.
1: Right. Well, baseball is one of the sports that where the off season seems to drag out a while and free agents don't sign till closer to spring training. Whereas in the NFL and the NBA, like as soon as that clock strikes, then all the big names are going off the board and are signing huge deals.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's what makes football such or football or hockey or sports like that. So very interesting because it all happens very quickly. You see like 10 to 15 big moves and like three weeks where in baseball you know it's only like two or three a month you know we don't see a lot of crazy big moves uh we hear a lot of rumors and that always spices it up but we don't actually see a lot of huge transactions but there were definitely some big ones this off season Mm -hmm. a lot of teams did well a lot of teams did okay a lot of teams could have done a lot better so
1: right um and to that point a little bit In basketball in particular, which I had in mind, oftentimes there will be, it's pretty much inevitable where players are going to end up going, or like you'll hear reports that um, the team and the player have already verbally agreed to this contract, but just haven't signed the papers yet. In the case of like Kevin Durant going to the Nets or something, where he's just waiting for like the clock to hit six and then he could officially like sign the papers to sign with Brooklyn
0: yeah it definitely makes it easier for teams to kind of pick a player and then oh we're we're already on an agreement you know but baseball takes a lot longer you got the physical you've got the signing of official and then you if your roster's full you got to get rid of someone or, or dfam or something like that so i think there's a lot more that goes into a, a baseball transaction than maybe a different sports transaction
1: that's right well Everybody is signed now, pretty much, except for maybe a couple of key guys, which we could go over at the end of this, uh, at the end of this episode. But um, I guess let's just hop right into these, uh, these standings predictions here. So uh, what division you want to start off with?
0: Uh, I guess we'll, we'll keep it simple. We'll just go in order. I guess AL East. Let's, let's right. stick to the order that we're given.
1: Awesome. I feel like this is one of the more polarizing divisions in baseball. I don't know about you, but I feel like – there's Outside of the Yankees, I feel like maybe f- two through four could honestly go a lot of different ways depending on how injuries go or how players perform.
0: Yeah, this is a very, uh, we'll call it divided division when people ask, you know, how our teams going to do? I've asked, every time I ask someone, you know, what are your predictions for this division? I always get a different answer of some sort. Um, there's a lot of good teams, minus Baltimore, in this division <laughs> and all of them could really uh, theoretically just have a great season. But I think it's safe to assume that, you know, there's really like two teams that you can kind of see, all right, they're definitely making it. And the other two, maybe eh, they'll be close, but they don't really have enough.
1: If that right, makes sense. I agree with that. And um, I'm assuming we're talking about the Yankees and Rays, right?
0: Uh, no, I was talking about the blue Jays.
1: Oh, you're talking about the Blue Jays. I assume since you I was. were a, a Rays fan that you were on that. Well, uh,
0: I'm a, I'm a, I've at least a Rays Twitter. I'm a bit of a polarizing Rays fan, specifically with how I feel about this season.
1: Right. Well, it's hard to for teams like the Rays, low budget, whatever. Maybe it's low hard budget. to to remain uh, ecstatic about uh, the direction your team's headed.
0: Well, I definitely like the the way they built a roster once again. Even with limited resources, they were able to kind of get a decent roster out, but I do expect some regression this season for this roster. Um, You know, they traded Snell, was not a fan of that move. They let Morton walk. They tried to save three mil. They didn't even get him back, so that didn't help either. Um, They didn't really address catcher that well. I know they're very high on Francisco Mejia, the former top 100 prospect, but he has not really lived up to the expectations. And then Zunino's not good, but we all know that already. So you know, and then you look at like their rotation right now. You've got Glass now, and he's a good pitcher. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna downgrade him. He's a good pitcher, but we haven't seen him in a very large, like sample size. Like the last three years, so 2018 to 2020, the most innings he's pitched is 68 in a season. So Mm -hmm. we haven't really seen him uh, take a large amount. Uh, you've got Yarbrough, who is great. I, I call him a, a left-handed Kyle Hendricks. You know, he limits the hard contact, and he's good. I'm not really concerned about him. What I'm concerned about is maybe like your three and four guys, and that's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Michael Waka, who you know very well, right. longtime Cardinal, mm-hmm. uh, former All-Star, I think, in 2015. And Chris Archer, coming off of that surgery, a very, I was very high on him. In his first time with the Rays, one of my favorite players to watch. He had that great stretch from, you know, 2015 to 2017. I, I enjoyed watching him so much. And, and he kind of went to Pittsburgh, and they, let's just say it didn't go so well. Um, did not do very well. Uh, the Rays completely fleeced them in the trade. And now Archer's coming back here after a surgery that was done that has a history of pitchers doing bad after getting this surgery, um, I have an exam. I have a couple examples here. Uh, yeah. An example of a pitcher doing well after this surgery, I think it's called Throatic outlet su- surgery. That might not be the official name. I think it's something similar to that. But a pitcher that's come back from that and that's done well is another Ray, former Ray, Alex Cobb. He had that surgery a couple years ago and he turned out fine. Hmm. And a pitcher that turned out bad after getting that surgery, former Met. Matt Harvey he had that surgery and he never you know we all know he didn't live up to the 2015 level he had so we don't know how good Archer's gonna be coming after that surgery uh Rich Hill I love me some Rich Hill I love him he's a great guy 41 years old he's very dominant even at that age he's still able to heat up innings not worried about him a bullpen's gonna be fine you know they've still got a couple injuries like McKay but he'll be back um Pochet and Beeks are pretty much out uh, with that Tommy John surgery, and they signed Oliver Drake back, which I mean it's okay, but he's not going to be ready till at least like June because of that. He has a strained flexor, so he's not going to be ready till June. So you put all that into perspective. Also noting that they didn't really address the offense at all. Right. Like this is pretty much the same lineup as 2020, and I think a great way of point something to point out: a lot of these guys, if this team gets into a slump. I don't really know who to count on on the offensive side because a lot of these guys, if they're going to get into a slump, uh, they're not going to really have a, one guy that breaks out, you know?
1: Right. They're not going so to have that rock in the middle of the order like uh, Paul Goldschmidt on the Cardinals who no, absolutely is surrounded not, no. by a bunch of, well, astronomically weaker hitters, obviously. Yeah, uh, Goldie obviously. is a guy that can stay maybe more consistent in that regard.
0: And that's why, you know, you wonder – You know, why didn't the Rays really go for, like, a Nelson Cruz type? I know he was a bit expensive, and I know that the owner, Stu Sternberg, was kind of uh, very persistent on lowering the payroll. But I feel like this team really needed some sort of offensive upgrade because, you know, uh, Meadows is good, but we've seen him get into a slump. Uh, Same thing with Lau, uh, Rosarena, you know, we haven't seen him for a full – we've only seen him for, like, two months in the bigs. He had a great postseason, but, I mean – but he's not gonna play like he did in the postseason. Everyone knows that. And you know, Choi was rough in twenty twenty. Margot is really just defense first. Same thing with like Wendell. I think Wendell is a he's okay. You know, he's not horrible. He's gonna be all right. Adamas isn't really that good. Kiermeyer's defense first, and then Zunino's defense first. So you know, there's not a really a lot of great hitters in this line. There are, but there's not a lot of consistently good guys. Excuse me to count on, and I think that's kind of what's turning me off from this team right now. They're not. This is a much weaker team than twenty twenty, and <clears throat> I don't know how good they're going to be this season.
1: Right, and it's also you know it's worth noting you to touch on the bullpen a little bit more. Diego Castillo's gone,
0: or no, he's he's still here.
1: Who am I thinking of then? Who's on the Phillies? Alvarado. Alvarado. I'm thinking of Jose Alvarado. Yeah, that's all right. My mistake.
0: He, Alvarado is gone. I mentioned the injuries of Beeks, Pochet, and Drake. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they brought back Chaz Rowe, which is good. Um, they don't really have a. This is another thing they picked up: Colin McHugh. Really like that move. He can replace, you know, the bulk guy for when they want to do an opener. But they don't really have a very good left-handed reliever.
1: Like right. Pochet def- is out.
0: Pochet is out. Beeks, who had a great twenty twenty, is out. So right now you've got. Ryan Sheriff, another former oh card yours. Oh, he yeah. could make the ro- He's going to be fighting for opening day roster. Another and guy. McKay. McKay uh, Cody Reed. They mm. acquired him last at the deadline last year. He got injured after two days. So we haven't seen him yet. But they're high on him. He's got a good sinker-slider combo. So he might have a chance to make it. But, yeah, they didn't really get a left-handed reliever that's, like, trustable yet. So that's something they might want to – they have to figure out this spring. That's something they want to look at. And just trying to stay healthy. They've already mm-hmm. lost a lot of injuries. So staying healthy is definitely a, a key thing for these guys. But I don't know. I just don't really see them playing as good this year. Right. I just don't see it.
1: Well, um, offensive-wise for Tampa, I mean, it's worth mentioning they did, it seemed, make a push for Marcelo Zuna. But then were eventually, I guess, outbid or refused to go higher on um, by the Braves. But, I mean, yeah. I think he would have made a splendid addition to the lineup and would have slotted into that DH spot really nice.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Marcel would have been a fantastic addition to this uh, offense. And it's a shame we couldn't pick him up. This is the third time now. The Braves have outbid us in the last two offseason. They outbid us with Darno, with Morton, and now with Zuna. So mm. it's, it's more of the same, really. You know, they don't want to spend too much. They'll try, but – if it's not going to be affordable the player will probably not want to go there and that's kind of what happened with Ozuna i definitely think they tried but i don't think they had enough money that Stu was letting them use to get him
1: well that's i think we can both agree that uh Tampa might be the biggest question mark in the AL East i've still got them coming in in second i've got the Yankees the Rays the Blue Jays the Red Sox and the Orioles so i'm curious to see how your uh or to hear how your uh, your standings Um, pan out. I would assume that you definitely had the race second, but I guess you don't.
0: No, I I just, I don't really have, I'm not high on them right now. Um, I'm going to get in trouble on Twitter after (laughs) when
1: people hear this, but I've
0: got Yankees first. They're just the best team here. Out of the five teams, that's the best team here. This is, the Yankees have such a great roster. I got the Blue Jays in second. Um, I think their young core is definitely taking, getting to the right path. They picked up Springer, top three center fielder in baseball, fantastic hitter. Um, they didn't really address pitching, so that's really the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. They got, you know, Kirby Yates with a pen, but no really starting rotation help. So right. that's their biggest question mark. Uh, I have Red Sox three. Um, I think wow. I, I think people really sleep on the Red Sox, in my opinion. A lot of people just overlook the roster, but they have a, such a good – hitting lineup. Mm-hmm. Bogarts is good when he's healthy. JD. Um, they've got a couple like sleeper guys that if they get on the right foot, they could potentially be good hitters. Vasquez, Renfro, um, Enrique Hernandez. They still got Verdugo, who they're very high on. Um, I think the only issue for them is how's the rotation and how's the bullpen going to be? You know, they picked up out of, you know, didn't, they picked up Matt Andrees, a lot of like, like kind of no names and the rotation right now they don't have Chris Sale yet still not healthy they've got Ivaldi, Eduardo hopefully comes back healthy they picked up Garrett Richards who I'm very high on I really like Garrett Richards I was hoping Tampa would pick him up very disappointed that we didn't <laughs> and then you've got Martin Perez at four and Nick Pavetta at five so not a powerful rotation but I think it'll be similar to 2019 where the offense kind of carries them most of the year. And I think that's really gonna play a role. And then in four, I have the Rays. I think the Rays are going to regress this year. I I, I don't want them to, but I really think they are. They're just not good enough this year. They didn't really pick up much. Twenty twenty didn't help the look of the offense. The rotation has got question marks. Um other than Glasnow Hill and yarbs we don't know how good chris archer is going to be after that surgery and michael Walker. you know clearly they see something that no one else does because to be put it plain and simple and you know because you saw him in 2019 he's not been good yeah he has not been a good pitcher and it's not because oh he's getting unlucky he's just a bad pitcher right now (laughs) and they're paying a three mil which is a lot for tampa and we don't, I don't know what to make of him because clearly they do see something in him, but I don't see it. And then the bullpen is pretty much the same, but I just don't see this team uh, playing really that consistent, especially in division. I think in division games for the Rays will be the toughest because I don't know how equipped they are against their own rivals. So I think that'll make it tough. And then I've got the Orioles at five because they're just still in that rebuilding phase. They showed a little bit of promise. In the shortened season, but they still a long way to go before winning consistently.
1: Right. Well, um, it's interesting to have to hear you have the Rays fourth. Certainly didn't expect that, but <laughs> I mean I agree with you. The Red Sox have got some mashers in their lineup. I I had them winning seventy nine games just because I don't think that pitching is is good enough to help them um, to help them compete in that tough of a division against teams with other phenomenal offenses like Tampa. And yeah. like, well, Tampa maybe uh, more so for the Yankees and the Blue Jays than the Rays, but yeah. still, I mean, the Red Sox are going to have to play 50-some-odd games against those divisional opponents, and I don't know if their pitching can sustain that level of, uh, that level of production. So I've got the Yankees winning 103 games and uh, winning the AL East. How many games do you have uh, New York winning?
0: Uh, I went with a, a reasonable number of 96 I think this division is going to be pretty uh, somewhat close in the win region. But I think the Yankees will take the division, though, by eight games. Yeah, eight games. Uh, they'll win 96. This is probably – I feel like every year they say this about the Yankees, but this is probably their best roster they've assembled in a while. Um, every area is pretty much compact for 162, and I think they're very hopeful that this is their year to finally – make it back to a World Series?
1: Right. I mean, it doesn't seem like – I mean, it seems like they're the – again, the powerhouse in the American League. I mean, you look at the other um, top division – or top teams in the, in the league, like Houston I don't think is going to be nearly as good – well, maybe not nearly as good. I think they're still going to win their division. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But there are no Yankees, and certainly the White Sox, the unproven White Sox, and the Twins are no Yankees. Mm-hmm. so I, I uh right I don't there. see any team that can take down the Yankees in, a, no. in any playoff series but we say that every year and then a team like then, the Rays comes along and exactly and beats yep. them
0: or they or they, they they fool you once where they like swept the twins only for the next series to just completely collapse so right it, it's more of the same for Yankee fans but and I again the big question
1: beautiful. sorry go ahead
0: i was, sorry. I said this is a big year for him, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, again, the big question is, I mean, can their guys stay healthy? Can Aaron yep. Judge play a full 150-plus game season, which he hasn't been able to do since – I think it's since 2017. Am I am I wrong? Yeah.
0: His his big campaign, his big introductory uh, season to the bigs. That was right. the last, like, full season. And then both – every season after, he's just been hurt and it's been a significant amount of time. If he's healthy, he is a, a scary guy to throw the baseball to, but he just hasn't been healthy. That's what scares me the most for Yankees, him and Stanton. If both of them are healthy and they play, like, a good 100 to 120 games, I'm, I'd be scared of the oh, Yankees. To absolutely. Be, uh, Those guys
1: back-to-back back with DJ – or maybe back-to-back. Back. You might have Judge hitting two and then DJ three, Stanton maybe. clean up. They'll figure it out. Their lineup is disgusting, top to bottom. They've got no holes. You've Aaron got,
0: Boone must have so much fun making the lineup cards. Oh, absolutely! He's like, all right, I've got, th- I've got like all these these evil threats. What should I put first? <laughs>
1: right. I mean, you got, I mean, around the horn, you got Gary behind the plate, who I think is due to have a monster year. You've got Luke Void at first. You've got DJ back at second. Glaber at short. Uh, Urshela, who's established himself as a real major league level player, and borderline top ten third baseman. And nope. then around the outfield, Clint Frazier is gonna be playing a lot of games in the left this year. He's been Happy gross for when him. he's been up. Aaron been Hicks, up phenomenally underrated center fielder, and then Judge.
0: That's a pretty that's a that's a scary lineup.
1: Right. Wouldn't want to be them. And their pitching, I mean, is obviously uh they don't have a slouch pitching staff at all. Garrett Cole, <sighs> to head that and then, a and then after that
0: it's eh, it's well, Kluber we have yeah. to see how he comes back after the injury. They traded for Tyone, who I think that's a um, that's a sneaky good pickup for the Yankees. They get him, and then you've got Jordan Montgomery, who we've we have seen before succeed. And coming off of that suspension, they've got Domingo Herman. Um, wow. I like the player. I don't like the person. That's what I usually say for cases like that. Um, but I he he's okay. He's not like. He's a fifth starter, and that's exactly what they're going to use him as. Right. So that's a decent rotation. That one through three, if they're all clicking on all cylinders, that's a good three that will get you through. And then their bullpen is already great. Chapman, Britton, and Chad Green are a great three, three-headed monster. They signed Darren O'Day. That's a sneaky good signing. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked up Justin Wilson, like two sneaky good signings. And then they've got Loisica and Sessa for long relief and Albert Abreu, I guess, for yeah. blowout games. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: we forgot to mention for, uh, for Boston, uh, we were talking about their bullpen, completely forgot they got Adam Ottavino from the Yankees. They did. They
0: picked up Ottavino. Very strange to see an in-division trade when I'm playing franchise I never like to do them because it always seems wrong right so to see it happen in real life it it was pretty shocking but you understand why Yankees need to make space I think they're luxury tax champions this offseason so congrats to them but Aravito I mean he was great with Colorado was okay with the Yankees and then 2020 was just rough for him Uh, maybe it was the shortened season and the coming back late but Clearly a kind bloom of the Red Sox uh, saw something in him to pick him up and take up most of that contract, I think.
1: Right. Um, So the Yankees, we know are going to be great. I've got Aaron judges, my MVP for them for next season. I've got Garrett Cole as my Cy Young and I've got Davey Garcia as my breakout. I don't know if he's going to be or how many starts he's going to be making. I'm assuming they're going to give him at least some or probably at least 15 or 20 just to see what he can do. I mean, he's, he was up last year. And I liked what I saw from him. I haven't checked his fan page or his savant page or anything really recently, but Neither, I know but he's got, he's got great stuff. And I know he's going to be a really good player for him.
0: Yeah. I think they're very high on him and it's just going to be a matter of where the, how can they fit, you know, everyone in Cause you look at their roster now, it's pretty set, but then you've got him and you've also got Severino who will be back at some point, right. very underrated pitcher there. So you have to figure out how they're going to fit all these guys when they have a bunch of, Uh, starting caliber pitchers. But uh, looking at my MVP, I've also got Aaron Judge. That seems like a no-brainer considering how good he is when he's healthy. And hopefully he's healthy so he can see his dominant form again. Uh, A breakout guy on the Yankees, I definitely think – I'm high on Jameson Tyone. I think that if he could get – he's getting an opportunity on a winning team. He's recovering. He's finally healthy after the rough Tommy John that he had with Pittsburgh Um, I think if he can get on a groove he can be a very solid uh, number two or number three starter for the Yankees and then I've got Garrett Cole at Cy Young I mean he was the best pitcher on the planet in 2019 still kind of disappointed they voted Verlander but you know he threw a no-hitter so they that's why they picked him Um, but Garrett Cole he is a great pitcher and if he could just continue this pace he's on he's he, he was given that 300-mil contract for a reason because he is a great pitcher.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, his 2019, arguably one of the best uh, pitching performances, single seasons in MLB history, depending on what stats you value. But certainly should have should have won and deserved to win um, Cy Young in 2019. But like you said, was wrongfully... Um, One and if you throw Justin a no
0: hitter player. you get you get extra credit that's oh yeah just, I mean he's I old he's
1: old he's a veteran everybody loves JV
0: was it the draft deck mark says age is like fine wine oh yeah no, age is like a fine line everybody loves Justin line. oh my goodness yes
1: well um I've got I've got obviously the Yankees winning the division do you have any teams uh making the wild card I've got Tampa winning 92 games and uh and making that second wild card
0: I do have the Blue Jays making a wild card. Uh, they'll be the first wild card team, in my opinion. Um, I think their offense, kind of like Boston, where it's like you know offense is really their biggest strong suit. But I think I think Blue Jays fans should be very optimistic this season because they upgraded this offense to a T. George Springer, they signed him to that big contract. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is you know, he's someone that I think can break out for that team. I, I, a lot of people have been waiting for that big year. I, I'm thinking this will be the, his year. Biggio's always been good. Um, Danny Jansen's a great defensive catcher. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, not, I'm not personally very high on him. I think the, the shortened season and playing in a AAA stadium helped him a lot. So I'm not too high on him, at least for now. But, you know, Boba shit. You got your young shortstop, and you have Marcus Simeon. In my opinion, that was a bit of an unnecessary signing. I agree, Toronto. I don't think he was. That was a position they needed, but I mean, he he gives them some extra offense. I don't know why you're playing him at second when he's a shortstop, but you know, I'm gonna let Charlie Montoyo control his lineup. But right, it's a great offense, and you know, the only issue is the pitching staff. There's a lot of question marks. in the rotation. We already know Ryu is a good inning eater. Robbie Ray. um, I don't know if he was worth $8 million this year after the shortened season. He's a question mark. Nate Pearson. I like him a lot. Fun fact, he went to my high school and I think that he can be very good. He's also like a breakout candidate for them. And then, two more question marks Tanner Roark and Steven Matz right so you know definitely they could have used another starter they could get one Odorizzi is still available Toronto if you're listening and as for bullpen uh they did address it very well Kirby Yates they picked up Yates they signed Tyler Chatwood I think that's an underrated signing he can make some he can get some nice ground balls for you there And just a couple other guys in that bullpen that could be pretty solid over 162. So I'm pretty high on Toronto. I like the way their roster has been constructed. And I think that this is the year we start to see that the rebuild end and it becomes competitive phase.
1: Right. I've got Toronto winning 87. If I'm doing my math right, you have them winning 88, correct? I do. Awesome. Well, um, we're similar in that regard, I guess. And then I have Tampa just winning a few more games in them. Um, moving on I mean Boston I have them winning 79 games just under 500 and then I have the Orioles being bottom feeders I do like I think the Orioles are headed in the right direction I mean they're in one of maybe this probably the second most stacked division I'd say in baseball behind the NL East and I don't see them winning more than maybe 60 games
0: it's it's gonna be hard for them to really uh find consistency there is a little there's some positives obviously you're getting Mancini back. He was able to beat that cancer. Very happy for him. Um, you know, Mount Castle and a little. We saw a little bit of him, and he was pretty good. They signed Freddie Galvis. I mean, that's a veteran, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a couple young guys you can look at: Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander. Is that how you say it? Is it? Santander I guess or it Santander? might
1: be Santander. San- Santander. It's probably how, that's probably how he pronounces it.
0: I've heard it both ways, so I call it different every time. But I got him as the breakout for that team. Uh, he was pretty good in 2019, and then 2020 was kind of in that seat, something they could look at to try to keep. Uh, I know they let Renato Nunez go. He was, like, their home run hitter just a year ago. He hit, like, 30 in 2019, so that was a little surprising to me. Um, but, yeah, they got, like, no pitching. <laughs> oh,
1: <absolutely. laughs> like, John
0: not. John Meads is their ace. That's not something to be proud of. Man, he's – awful god means is their ace and then your number two is probably uh, is it really king felix is that their number two i starters? suppose
1: maybe asher wochahowski is that how you pronounce it
0: uh, maybe he could be the
1: rotation Damn, Jorge their, Lopez. their whole their whole team is a mess uh
0: i mean yeah this pitching staff is not gonna win you games um I don't even know who their closer is. I guess it'll be Hunter Harvey this year. He'll get a chance. Maybe maybe Tanner Scott know.
1: gets some of those. Save Tanner Scott,
0: he's good. Uh, Sean Armstrong was their closer for a little bit, I think, before. But who's the rotation? Oh, Keegan Akin?
1: <laughs> Keegan Akin. <laughs> i never heard of that name. Hold up. Do I'm getting this, Kramer, uh, this Orioles rotation.
0: I, I, this is an interesting rotation because I don't think I'm – I've only heard of Means and Felix. The other 3 I've never heard of. Keegan Akin? I don't Cole know. Cole Stewart? Okay, Cole Stewart that is someone.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brandon Bailey? I don't know. We could I mean, be here all
0: day. In the bullpen you got
1: them. who like Richard Blyer? Is he is he still there?
0: I don't No, didn't he get traded to Miami?
1: <laughs> I can't even know. Oh, I don't know who the Orioles are sending. Oh, he is on Miami.
0: Or did they they did trade him? Yeah.
1: Well, For what?
0: <laughs> Nothing.
1: They don't. They don't have a good team. Cash consideration.
0: Um. Yeah, they're not good. They're not gonna be good. Um. Are they gonna be like the worst team in the AL? Probably. Um. There's. <laughs> I don't think there's any teams that are worse than. Uh, I guess you can make an argument for the Rangers, but the Rangers at least have pieces that are gonna win for them. So right. I think Orioles are the worst team in the American
1: League. I can. I mean, I don't think there's any discrepancy at that. I like your pick for. Um, for breakout, you said you had who's Santander?
0: I did. I think he's, he's pretty underrated, at least speaking in Orioles, at a 20-homer right. season last, last year, um, 99 WRC+. Plus. And then 2020, bumped up to 132. Of course, that was in a small 37 games, but he definitely showed a progression to being a more consistent offensive player. And if he can build on that, he could probably be someone they can rely on yeah, uh, defense is his biggest issue, so that's definitely what they're not what they want him to be good at. They want him to be a hitter.
1: Well, defensively, um, Austin Hayes, maybe one of the more underrated center fielders in baseball. I've got him as my breakout candidate this year. He's shown that he can hit a little bit at the major league level. We've seen him make some great plays out in the outfield, and um, I mean, he's a young guy. I think he's going to get every day at bats in center field. Obviously, they've got nobody better than him. So um, I like him to be a, a breakout candidate for the O's in 2021.
0: Yeah, I think he's a good pick. Um, he's only played, I believe, what 70? 70, yes, yeah, 74 career games. So we've barely seen him in the big leagues, but in the small sample size we have, we've seen a little. We've seen some potential. We've seen something. We've been something to be satisfied with. I think if we give him a full season and see what he can do, we'll be able to uh, assess him better. Really.
1: Right. Um, Red Sox. We talked about a little bit here. I've got Xander as the MVP. I've got Chris Sale whenever he comes back as the Cy Young, and I've got in the for the breakout, I guess reliever starter uh, Tanner Hawk. Hawk. I don't know how you pronounce that.
0: I, I don't ask me. I don't know either.
1: <laughs> but he was he was disgusting last year. Um, he had I think I'm pretty sure he had like a sub one ERA or something like that and uh i mean he's he's gross he chucks he's got some nasty off speed um i'm pulling up his yeah a 0.53 era last year and still pretty solid peripherals i mean he had a 3.25 FIP, 3.73 xfip those are still really good numbers obviously he's not going to sustain them but he's shown that he can be a, a really effective pitcher for the red sox
0: definitely um as for me I've got my MVP, J.D. Martinez. I think if he just gets on a groove, he's one of the better hitters, one of the better D.H.'s in baseball. Uh, He's definitely not Nelson Cruz good, but he's probably second place for best D.H. in baseball. Um, I think if he – I think the shortened season kind of messed with him a bit. Uh, I know he wasn't a fan of not being able to have, like, the tape or, like, the footage of the pitching – Uh, during games, like after he like struck out, he would normally like, okay, let me watch the tape and see what he threw and try to assess that he couldn't do that last year. I know that kind of messed with him. And I don't want to blame that as the full reason that he didn't do well, but I I think that played a role. I think now he's coming in, feeling a lot better. And I think that he can kind of get back to that like 2018 to 19 form for him. And as for breakout... I don't know if this counts, but I, I got Verdugo. I think he's the safest option to pick as a breakout. Um, I think when they did the bets trade, a lot of Red Sox fans weren't, you know, fans of it. But I think that, I think this year will be the year that they're very happy with what they got back in the bets trade. I think Verdugo performs very well for Boston, and I think that he could be the, that kind of center field face for the rest of the future if they don't bring back uh, JBJ.
1: Right, and he's got a lot of talent. I think uh, he's going to be a really solid player for the Red Sox in the near future. So that'll cover the AL East. Moving on to the AL Central, um, I feel like this one, I feel like the the division, um, like how the teams are going to finish, I feel like might be pretty self-explanatory outside the top two. But um, even then, I feel like, well, I don't know. I mean, the Twins and White Sox, two really good teams, I feel like, as many people that have the Twins finishing in first place have the White Sox finishing in first place.
0: Yeah, I, I could I could see that point, but to me, I think the Twins finish in first place. Um, I think they, you know, they didn't do much this offseason, but they pulled. I think they're good enough to be better than the White Sox. I do have them winning by one game, so take that with a grain of salt. I think it's going to be a fun uh, back and forth battle between those two teams, but I think Twins barely will win the central i love their offense um their pitching staff is like the weakness i mean they have jay hap in their rotation not very happy about that if i'm a twins fan along with uh, matt shoemaker uh, they got a nice bullpen they picked up some good guys but the rotation is the weakness but i like their team right now i like um the twins at first and then white Sox at second
1: right um curious how many games do you have the twins winning
0: I have them with eighty-eight. I wow. think that Twins get eighty-eight, White Sox get eighty-seven, and then every other team in that division is five hundred or lower.
1: Wow, um, I was just curious because I have I have the White Sox finishing in first place by wow. a single game over the Twins. Really? I've got those teams winning. I didn't do the math really to like say, like. I didn't like add up all the wins and losses to make sure they were the same number, so these win totals could be like impossible. But I have the White Sox winning 96 and the Twins winning 95. I mean, it's a pretty bad division outside those top two, and maybe I mean the Indians are. I have the Indians going over 500, but the Royals and Tigers. I have the Indians.
0: I've got the and Tigers, I got them both under 500. We don't need to get into them. They're not that good. They're not going to be very good. Uh, Indians, I have at exactly 500. 81 Um, wins. 81 wins and 81 losses. I think that's a fair estimate. They traded Lindor. Um, They don't have Clevenger. They got rid of him at the deadline last year. Um, Jose Ramirez is good. I like Roberto Perez, but like the rest of these guys aren't that good i know reyes and rosario are like great home run hitters but they can't defend at all mm-hmm. so and to have to pick which one to start it's not a fun idea i don't think right and without i mean they still got a great rotation bieber please act is it cavalli or Sivali?
1: um i don't know who are we talking about uh the aaron
0: savalli Aaron Cavalli? Oh,
1: oh, Aaron. I think it might be Saval or Savalli. Okay, Aaron Savalli. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, they're high on him.
0: And then that fifth spot is really like a roster battle. And then the bullpen's all right. But, yeah, I think once they traded Lindor, that cemented the, all right, we're done competing now. You know, that that run they were, they had in 2016 is now over. Um, their window for competing is, is pretty much over, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have him winning 84 games, and obviously their big offensive contributor who I have winning their team MVP is Jose Ramirez again. We know how good he is. He's arguably a top – maybe might people, people might put him in their top three, third baseman. I have him in my top five, but, <laughs> I mean, there's a case to be made. He's been phenomenal the past few years and should have won MVP this year over – um, Jose Abreu, RBI merchant. A lot and... of people
0: should have over him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Abreu
1: did not have, certainly didn't have the best uh, no. season in, in the Unless AL. Unless we year. go by
0: RBIs, because, oh, man.
1: Man, I could have put you Shane Beaver talk about over it. him.
0: Oh, I mean, a lot of people did. I probably have at one point. But yeah, I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate, and he's definitely going to be their MVP this year. And, uh, you know, Cy Young's obvious. It's going to be Beaver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guys are good, but. They're not Shane Bieber's level. And then breakout, I mean, you have a couple guys to pick. I mean, maybe, I don't know, uh, Ahmed Rosario. Does he finally turn into that, like, starting caliber that he never was with the Mets? Or maybe you want to go with a pitcher, maybe like a guy like Cal Quantrill, who was picked, like, looked at very high and hasn't had success yet in the big so you have some options there
1: i'm going with my breakout i am going with former rays um longtime rays farmhand and then had <laughs> some at bats do you know who i'm talking about here oh yeah rake bowers maybe <laughs> i'm going with i'm going with jake rake bowers as my breakout has it didn't play in 2020 yeah. Uh, 2019 that. yeah 2019 had 423 plate appearances and 80 weighted runs created plus that's not good but it's not like bottom feet are awful. And his BABIP was a little bit below average. It was – or below the mean, whatever, 0.29. I mean, I think he's going to be maybe one of the more underrated contributors to that team outside of – because, you know, outside of Ramirez and Fran Reyes, and they lost Carlos Santana, so – I well, guess Santana, Eddie they Rosario. Lost him, they lost him to the Royals. They did lose him to the Royals. I think he'll.
0: Fun fact. I think he'll probably be there, maybe hitting MVP. Um, but yeah, I like that pick. This is funny because you know Bow- Bowers is your breakout for the Indians, and that that's the guy that Tampa traded for, who I think is the Rays breakout player, Yandy Diaz. So a oh. little bit of correlation between some breakouts of ours, but. Yeah, I like that pick. Bowers is a guy that I was high on in this farm. He was great in the farm, and you know he got a chance to start here. But we all know the Rays—they if they have someone else or they're trying to adjust the roster, they'll make a move, and that's what they did. They had that three-team trade. They sent it to Cleveland, and he's been more of the same. You know, he didn't—he was alright, but he wasn't like a starting first baseman in 2018, and then in 2019. With Cleveland, it was pretty much pretty similar numbers. So he's definitely someone that could break out if he's given an opportunity.
1: Right. Well, looking back on his twenty eighteen, I mean, he had a ninety seven way to runs created plus. That's not that's league average, just about league yeah. average. That's pretty respectable. But for a first baseman, I mean, that's you'd like to get more production out of a guy from at first base. And I mean, he can play some outfield. Um, first baseman slash outfielder listed on Fangraphs. Yeah, he and, can be. Uh,
0: a, I mean, that doesn't help him. He's not a great defender. <laughs> right. Well. It, it's nice to have. To move. He does walk a lot. He had a he thirteen point nine uh, walk percentage in twenty eighteen. That was, I believe, the top eight percent of the league. Um, but like, his expected stats don't like him. <laughs> you know, he's not not a good guy for those. But he's got some exit velo. I mean, there's stuff to like about him, but until we see it, it's hard to believe, really. But right. it's there. They just have to unlock it. Right. He's well, only he's, 25. He's my, to,
1: he's my pick to break out.
0: Exactly, and he's only 25, so they right. they, they got plenty of time for him.
1: He's gonna get consistent at bats at first base every day yeah. with uh, with Santana gone. All right, um, let's touch. Um, well, we don't really have to talk too much about the Tigers and Royals. Um, I have them both winning under 70 games. I think. They're both going to be, I guess, sort of respectable this year. Um, they've got some young guys coming up and that were up last year. Brady Singer for the Royals, who showed some, some really good science, as well as Casey Mize. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I have them both missing the playoffs, clearly, and I have them both winning under 70 games, but I think they're both headed in the right direction for the future.
0: Yeah, I think the better equipped one, at least right now, is definitely the Royals. Um, They clearly are trying to add to this team a bit. Michael A. Taylor, they signed him. They traded for Ben Attendee to be that left-handed bat they wanted. Um, I'm trying to think. They signed Carlos Santana to be the first baseman there. That's a great move for them. They still have Whit Merrifield, who is pretty good wherever you play him outfield or second base he's gonna hit well for you Mm -hmm. and i think for them they've got a good enough offense at least right now i think the matter for them is trying to figure out how the pitching staff will be because they're still in the rebuilding years they're not in the competitive phase like toronto they're like where to me they're where toronto was maybe like 2018 where they're like they're getting close but they're still kind of far and they've still got a lot of young guys they got to call up Mm-hmm. So, you know, they signed Mike Miner. They're having a reunion with him. He's going to be in the rotation. They got Brady Singer. Um, Brad Keller had a good shortened season, but full season he hasn't been that good. And then the bullpen, uh, that's somewhere you got to try to figure out what you want to do. I know they picked up Wade Davis. They're going to try to fix him back to regular form. And they also picked up Brad Brock. So that's too old. Two veterans, and they've got a couple young guys in that bullpen. Josh Stomont. Oh, I love
1: Stomont. Yeah, he I is, love him.
0: He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Scott Barlow, Jess, Jesse Hans there, Kyle Zimmer. One of my favorite names in baseball, Richard Lovelady. Oh, got I love that left handed reliever. Oh, yeah. He's going to be fun. And you've still got Jacob Junis as well. So I think if they figure out how they want to run with the pitching, um, they could win like 70 five games to be honest, like they're not that that off in my yeah.
1: opinion. I mean, I have them winning 67. I, I don't know. I mean, I still think that they're in that bottom tier, maybe not bottom bottom with teams like the pirates or the Orioles or something. But I mean, I don't think they're going to be competing for anything this year. I've got Whitmerfield as their MVP. I've got Danny Duffy as their Cy Young, just, yeah. you know, veteran presence who, you know, is going to be at least maybe mediocre this year. And then uh, I've got Brady Singer. If you want to count that as a breakout, I think that in a full season, uh, we're going to see some good stuff from him.
0: Um, I got pretty much the same as for, like, awards for them. I, you know, Merrifield's going to be their MVP. their best hitter. Uh, they're Cy Young. Probably Danny Duffy's probably the safest choice because the other four are kind of question marks. And for a breakout, I got to go Justin Stomont. He oh, yeah. is a fun guy. He's I, think he th- I think there was one game where he threw like two pitches at 102 miles per hour and like the mm-hmm. same at bat. And at that time there were only two pitches thrown in baseball that were over a hundred miles per hour. And he threw two just back to back. Like it was just another day for him. Mm-hmm. So I-, I-, I like him and I think he'll be a fun reliever to look at.
1: Yeah, man. Watching the Cardinals, uh, play their league games against him I mean he's oh. he's scary he's, he's yeah you got gross. a chance
0: to look at him in depth
1: oh yeah I mean he's uh coming out with those long golden locks in a man bun however he's doing his hair whatever <laughs> yes
0: oh my goodness him and Richard Lovelady might be the
1: <laughs> What a the dynamic duo. combo.
0: duo, <laughs> Man, I really hope Richard Lovelady turns out to be a good pitcher. That's a heck of a last name.
1: I'm going to need to buy a Lovelady jersey here.
0: Oh, my gosh. If he, All right, if he, like, turns out to be a good reliever, we're going to have to, like, we have to be the first ones to <laughs> say, like, okay, we, we predicted it first.
1: Go because, back. Listen to Sabercast listen, episode eight. We, episode we, were eight. We, were we were on the Lovelady train before everybody.
0: We were on the Lovelady ferry, baby let's do it
1: man good <laughs> richard Lovelady. what a man oh my
0: goodness what a homie
1: all right so we've uh we've talked about the royals here the tigers i have winning 65 games um i've got candelario being their mvp this year again he was very good last season i thought um very yeah. underrated year uh matthew boyd is their cy young they've really got nobody else in that rotation and yeah. i've got a uh, i've got nico goodrum as their breakout um that's a great pick yeah I think he's uh, destined to have a pretty solid season this year.
0: Um, looking at the, the Tigers, um, they've become kind of a um, like rehab center. They're signing. They signed a bunch of guys that like have shown they're good, but like it's been a while. Like Mazzara, Ramos, Grossman, um, Urania. Mm-hmm. Be careful, Acuna, in case you play the Tigers. <laughs> um, they signed Teheron. To a non-roster they picked up Nunez that's pretty underrated yeah. by them so they have kind of just picked up a couple guys here and there Derek Holland but this is a team that's still very far um right. I think I'll, if I had to like make one complaint they picked up veterans but I feel like they picked up like too many veterans right. because now it's kind of like well you look at this lineup, it looks like they're trying to compete right now. I don't yeah, think like where are
1: your young play. guys going to play?
0: I don't see any – you look at the, like, lineup right now. The youngest guy is 25, and that's Mazzara. Like, that's – or, excuse me, no, it's Willie Castro. their shortstop, my bad. Willie Castro's 23. That's the youngest guy on your roster or least your lineup. And then the pitching staff, same thing. Um, Matthew Boyd's the ace. He's going to be their Cy Young. Spencer Turnbull. He's another great name. Michael Fulmer. Um, a lot of people know him well as the Tiger starter. You know him well for a MLB The Show franchise. Oh, we'll that get into, I do. We'll get into after the show. Man, that progression.
1: Uh, <laughs> he's up to a 99 overall. Are you kidding there me? There you go.
0: You hear that, folks? 20, was it? twenty twenty-seven? Watch Something
1: out. Something like that. Some, Watch out, folks. In the that he,
0: Michael Fulmer is going to be a stud. Uh, Urania. <laughs> He's kind of a reclamation as well. And then Teheran, also a reclamation. I like the bullpen. It's pretty young. A lot of young guys here. Um, it's just going to be a matter of trying to figure out like, well, this is a good lineup, but like, who's going to replace them when they're gone? You know, that's right. what they're trying to figure out. Scope re signed, but he's going to be gone after this year. Same thing with Ramos. Um, I'm trying to. Grossman. A lot of guys. They're still got that Miggy contract, which they're they have to keep holding on to. He's gonna once Pujols retires next year, that'll be the next, He'll be the next. Like, okay, we're waiting for the final year, so we could just watch him more than ever. If that makes right,
1: sense. Right, the farewell tour. Uh,
0: but AJ Hinch has got his hands full with this team.
1: Oh yeah, I think. I mean, to that rotation, um, assuming you're gonna give Casey Mize more starts. he'll probably get a rotation spot and then Tariq Skubal or Scubble is I think it's Skubal right I think so yeah well another young arm that they're super high on and rightfully so I mean he's torn it up in the minors and he came up last year um haven't checked to see how he did I'm assuming he was just whatever mediocre but full year of him full year of Mize it should be uh it should be fun I think they've got they've got stuff to look forward to right
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. They got a great young pitching staff. Casey Mice is going to be something great. Matt Manning, oh yeah, I think he's very good as well. Uh, Ronnie Garcia, Bo Burrows, I think that's how you say it. Um, they've got a lot of young guys that I think once they develop them enough, they will be ready for a big league opportunity. And I think this is the year that they try to figure out okay maybe like by july if they're they're obviously not going to be competing but maybe there's a couple veterans that okay we'll trade you so we can bring up the young guy now for half a season see how he does and then build from there right I, that's how i would approach this team but we'll see aj hinch has got an interesting situation now
1: certainly um all right moving on let's talk about the twins and the white Sox a little bit here before we uh before we move on to the al west Right. Obviously, the top two teams in the Central here. Um, let's start with the Twins. They've got a ton of different players that can potentially be their team MVP. I'm going with yeah. Josh Donaldson.
0: Josh Donaldson, that's a safe pick. Uh, to me, I was tied with Cruz and Sano, but I went with Cruz. I mean, he's the we'll go draft like my aging like a fine wine. Yeah. He just he's 40, but he's playing like he's like tatis's age, you know? He's like yeah. he's hitting dingers like it's like it's just another day and he's showing he's like the um the Tom Brady right now in in the MLB like he's oh, yeah. old as heck, he'll go like, on forever. He's he will never retire at this point. Why should he? Right. Why should he retire when he's literally had how many? Like six, 7 seasons in a row with at least 30 37 home runs? Man, he's
1: like, disgusting.
0: Who retires after that? Like, someone's going to pay you handily, and the Twins did. They paid him handily. $13 million for a DH, but, man, what a DH he is. I think he's an easy MVP choice, and he's a fun guy to watch because at his age, it's incredible to see how good he is at that age. Um, as for Cy Young, Barrios, mm. sa- safest choice. A lot of people probably would say Kenta Maeda, but I, I think Barrios – He could be like the the Cy Young and the breakout at the same time because he hasn't fully broken out yet, in my opinion. I think there's still more for him to show. Um, He's had uh, three three full seasons, and all of them have been pretty good. And then the shortened season, it wasn't as good as we were hoping. But I think he's very good. I think a lot of people overlook him and his success. Um, They got a great bullpen, too. Uh, they signed Hansel Robles. No one's talking about that, which is surprising to me. They signed Alex Colome, a little overrated in my opinion. Uh, they still got Taylor Rogers, uh, Tyler Duffy, Cody Stashak. I believe oh, yeah. that's how you say it. Another young guy. They did lose uh, Trevor May. That is the biggest loss of the bullpen Trevor May to the Mets. Um, but I mean, it's pretty. It's a it's a decent roster. I think it's a roster that's good enough to just barely like i said earlier just barely win the division
1: right well um you and i are kind of in agreement on barrios i have barrios as my cy young here or not as my cy young as my breakout and i've got my ada as my cy young all right so um yeah i mean they're a good team they're probably going to make the playoffs i'm assuming well you have them winning the division i have them being the first wild card team with 95 that's wins fair. that's fair um so let's talk about the White Sox a little bit oh, the Mo- maybe the most controversial team in baseball I, I wouldn't would say,
0: say I would not say controversial maybe overrated by the fans um thank goodness we're talking about the roster and not the managerial choice because I'd have we a lot have to, to get say. into that we we I don't think we'll have enough time for that um <laughs> well looking at this ro- it's a good roster I'm not gonna be mean and say oh they sl- it's a good roster um, they still have a top two catcher in baseball in Yasmani. Luis Robert showed is it Robert or Robert?
1: I think it's Robert, yeah.
0: Luis Robert has shown some potential. Um Yohan is pretty decent. Eloy. Um, Adam Eaton. I don't know why they brought him back, but that's an awful know, signing. You do you do you, White Sox. You got you got, they want to be weird, I guess. I guess. And so. then look at the rotation. Giolito, gonna be their Cy Young probably. Uh, They still have Keiko, which I was not a fan of that. Ultimate ERA merchant. Oh my goodness. You wanna talk about an ERA merchant? (laughs) 1.99 ERA in 2020. Well,
1: that makes him a top 10 pitcher in baseball, doesn't it?
0: Oh my. Oh, absolutely. I think when you you look at his success and his age, you look at the 2015 season when he had 20 wins. 232 inning. That's a dominant pitcher right there. I I'd be scared for the Twins when Dallas Keuchel's on the mound. I'd be afraid.
1: I mean, he's um, got he's got gross stuff. He's gonna oh, he's gonna get you out with a bunch of different pitches. And you want to talk right
0: about a breakout candidate? <laughs> That's a breakout. Anyway, he, he might
1: be the AL Cy Young man.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, man. Uh, they traded for Lance Lynn. Kind of stupid. <laughs> To be honest, he's not Lance Lynn's not bad, but you traded Dane Dunning, who I like a lot, and yeah. that seems like an excessive haul for someone that's going to leave after the season. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no way he comes back, and you've got Dylan Cease. I like Dylan Cease; he could be a breakout candidate. And then Carlos Rodon is still here. I don't know why. Um, as for bullpen, this is a is a pretty fun bullpen to read off names crochet alone crochet alone then you pair him with Hendricks Aaron Bummer um Jimmy Cordero Michael Kopech oh yeah he might start in the bullpen um longtime starter Ronaldo Lopez Cody Hewer um they don't have Jace Fry. I think he's I think he had surgery of some sort um but that's still a pretty solid bullpen this is going to be a team that's going to win I'm not going to be mean and say that, oh, they, they're they not going to win. They're, this is going to be a team that's going to make the playoffs. Are they going to be good enough to, to win in the playoffs is what the question is. Because they clearly went all out with trying to add to this. I don't know if Tony La Russa is going all out, but hey, you do you. But, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty good roster. And I think it's pretty balanced, all things considered. and. I definitely have them making the wild card.
1: Well, um, we both think they're going to make the playoffs. I've got Eloy Jimenez winning their MVP. I think he's going to have a monster year here. Um, I I mean, I could give it to Abreu again and feed into that Abreu RBI train, whatever, underrated, no, he's not, whatever. Um, I've got Lance Lynn winning Cy Young. I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be really good in his contract year, and he's going to go get more money this offseason. And then I've got Robert um, as the breakout. I think people maybe overrate his 2020 a little bit. He was fantastic in center field. He had whatever, like a 7 or an 8. Yeah, the defense is
0: there. Defense is there. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, offensively, he had just had an average offensive season, and um, I do think he's going to take a next step, though, and, uh, and become one of the more potent bats in their lineup.
0: Yeah, he's weird because I've got people telling me he's a top ten center fielder, but then when I ask him why, and it's like, oh, the defense. But like, it was a sixty game season. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna. Like, I am a. When I look at you know rating, I like to uh, something that's very important to me is volume. I like if you're consistently good, then I'm gonna put you higher on a list. But if it's like maybe like one good year. And then sandwiched between, like, two so-sos. I'm not going to rate you that good when I combine them. This, with with Robert, like, it was 56 games. Like, I'm not going to put him in the top 10 yet. Like, I've barely seen him. I can't put him in my top 10 when I've barely seen him play. So that's what I have. That's what I'm thinking with him. Um, I do agree with you, though. He'll probably be the breakout. Because we saw him do well in 56 games, let's see how he does in 160 games. That's what we need to see. And then MVP, um, you could give it to like a couple people. Um, I think for just namesake, I'll say Grandal. I think he's a safe pick mm-hmm. because he's just a great catcher. Um, he's definitely not like a. He hits. I'm not. He's not like a, like a um. What's it called? like Austin Hedges, where he's like a fantastic defender but horrible hitter. He hits well, and he fields well. So he's an easy MVP for me because of just how good he is as a catcher. And then I got Giolito at Cy Young as well.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, I've got White Sox, Twins, Indians, Royals, Tigers. You've got Twins, White Sox, Indians, Royals, Tigers. So pretty similar. We think the Twins and White Sox are both going to be neck and neck for that top spot. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we just talked about the AL Central. Let's go ahead and dive into the AL West. I feel like this is probably the most obvious division to predict. Um, I feel like the, the order, at least, for these teams is um, pretty easy, unless you want to maybe switch around two and three. But I've got Astros winning the division again, Athletics, okay. Angels, Mariners, Rangers. Oof. All right. <laughs> is that completely well, different than what you have?
0: No, no, no. I have... I have I have the Astros winning, yeah. And I have the Angels at second Ooh. by a game. Wow. I have the Angels in second. They're going to miss the playoffs. But, man, I, I, I know they disappoint every year, but this lineup is just so good. Like, it's really hard to not be optimistic about the lineup. It's very good. Mm-hmm. David Fletcher, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton, if he's in a groove, Otani as a hitter. I mean, it's, you can argue it's a top 10 lineup in baseball. Like, and I think I, you know, you got offense and you have your pitching and I think a good offense can sometimes carry a bad pitching sometimes. And I think the angels are in that situation. Once again, Um, they, they, kind of were in 19 and 20, but the pitching was so bad that the offense couldn't save them. But I think this year it'll change and they'll have not a playoff berth, but at least a 500 record for the first time. And I don't even know. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> well, you've done a fantastic job rebuilding that team and out of the park baseball. So oh, I mean, yeah. if you were taken over as the general manager, then they would already be world series contenders.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, probably.
1: Um, I,
0: I, this is a bit off topic, but what are your thoughts on the former Cardinal, now Angel Dexter Fowler, now leaving for the big halo?
1: I, I like the deal for the Cardinals and not so much for the Angels. I think the Angels, uh, I don't know. I feel like the better, like you could have gotten more at bats out of somebody else in yeah. the outfield. I mean, you're taking away at bats, I guess, from Joe Adele now because.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, know what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, just because
1: Justin just, Upton's gonna be your guy in in a. Let me just say, I have, I did not like the Angels' off season at all. No. Um,
0: the they technically they did address their needs, but they did a horrible job addressing them. Yeah, they missed like, on Bauer what are you big doing? time. Trevor Bauer, you could have got him. I understand he doesn't like Mickey Callaway, and after the report like oh, two weeks ago, I don't think anyone does, mm-hmm. and then. You missed out on Paxton. I mean, if you had gotten Paxton, that would have been great. Like, he's great. And then, I mean, I could go on. They did trade for Russell Iglesias. That's one good thing they've done. They gave off-season. up no
1: Ramirez, though.
0: That is the – so it's like a yin for a yang. You traded yeah. a good guy for probably better, potentially. But yeah. let me just go through with this. Let me tell you their off season at least – the more recent they traded their a top 10 prospect in their farm for Alex Cobb
1: that's, that was in such Baltimore, a head scratcher.
0: which is so first of all that was an extremely large package even if it was it was just Jemai Jones I think that's how you say it but mm. Alex Cobb has not been good ever since Baltimore signed him and he's also been hurt a lot so what makes you think eating up that contract is a fun idea. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like that move at all. Um, they picked, they traded for Dexter Fowler. Um, I mean, I guess Joe Adele's starting in AAA then you don't have room for him now.
1: I mean, Adele was, was awful in 2020, but again, small sample size. He's it was gonna a small be great. sample
0: size. He's, he is a great kid. I think he just needs a chance him and Brandon Marsh just need a chance and they're not getting it right now because they're being blocked by 33-year-old Upton, Mike Trout, who we don't need to discuss, and 34-year-old Dexter Fowler. So not very fun. Uh, they, I, I like this move. They got Aaron Slegger from the Rays. That's someone that can eat up innings for you, but not like, you know, not someone to really go crazy for. Mm-hmm. And then that's the, some of the main moves you know I, they have Franklin Barreto now I mean they got him at the deadline still don't know why he's not necessarily good they signed Jose Quintana um, they signed Alex Claudio um, yeah it's just I, I could keep going but we have other teams here but not a good offseason they they did address their needs but not the right way
1: right and they need to go I out and get like, Oda Rizzi for that starting rotation
0: yeah Oda Rizzi is still a free agent and literally no one's signed him yet but yeah it's just a rough rough off season. but I still think the team is good enough to finish second over the A's who I think had a pretty uh, bad off season. might
1: mm-hmm. be I mean they'd lost Simeon they lost Hendricks And outside of, I guess, Rosenthal, didn't really bring anybody notable.
0: No, they didn't really. Um, Let's just check really quick. Um, But, yeah, they signed Rosenthal for 11 mil. Seems like a lot. But, I mean, that's what they did. They signed Mitch Moreland. Oh, I forgot about Mitch Moreland, yeah. He'll be their DH. And they did bring back Yusmar Petit. I like that. And they did sign Sergio Romo. So, I guess he'll replace – I guess Hendricks is the veteran closer. Um, and they also trade for Adam Klerik, who was oh, a about very yeah. good loogie.
1: Um, I guess they did do more than I thought. They did a little bit. Uh,
0: they just tried to fill in their holes. But, you know, the offense, to me, it's kind of weak. Laureano is, you know, he's going to be good. Uh, Mark Canna good, too. And then you have Chapman Olson, But then after that, it's kind of question marks. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, Sean Murphy's the catcher. Um, We haven't really seen a lot of him yet, I don't believe. Mitch Moreland, in small sample size, he's good. But in, I don't know if you can have him as your full-time DH. Steven Piscotti, former Cardinal. Um, He's someone that's going to be starting regularly. And then you have – then it gets bad because you have Tony Kemp as your starting second baseman. That's rough. And then – to address shortstop, you, com- you shock me completely, and you trade for Elvis Andrus.
1: And you give up one of and your you best bats up- in the past three or so years in Chris you Davis.
0: You gave up Chris Davis, who three years ago led the league in homers, by the way. Yeah. I-, I, don't- I don't know why they wanted Andrus and his contract. That's not really a I- – I have no idea. I didn't like it. Not like it. Rotation's all right. Bassett, Lazardo, who's my breakout for them. Manaya, they brought back fires. I don't know how to hmm. uh-huh. I don't know how to feel about that. He's not that good. And then they have Frankie Mata, who I like as well. And then their bullpen is still very good. Rosenthal, they got Diekman. I know you wanted Diekman when he was oh, a free agent. I,
1: oh man, I wanted Diekman so bad. If anyone options, follows his man. fan
0: page. Yeah. I think you made around three or four posts about him Dude, just I trying to get him yeah. in here. And then you have Romo, Lou uh, JB, Wendelkin, Petit, and then you have Cleric as well. But I think they're going to take a bit of a downpour. Offense is pretty weak this year and they have a great bullpen and a good rotation, but I think the offense is going to kill them this year, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Uh, getting Matt Chapman back is going to be big. Um, it is. And uh, I have him as my MVP. I've got Sean Manaya also... as my Cy Young, and then I've got Sean Murphy as my breakout.
0: That's a good combo or a good triple combo. Um, sure. I also have Chapman at MVP. I've got Manaya at Cy Young, and my breakout is Lazardo. I really like Jesus Lazardo, and I'm excited to see him pitch uh, consistently now. I think he's now going to get a real rotation job now hopefully Mm -hmm. Uh, we've barely seen him he's only pitched 71 innings in the bigs but they've been good innings so I'd love to see him get a full opportunity
1: you know I love all their all their young pitchers like him Um, I I picked Murphy I think Um, I think he's a borderline top 10 catcher right now Um, he's been fantastic since he entered the league he's got 130 or better whatever uh, way to runs created plus since entering the league.
0: Yeah, one thirty three.
1: Uh, yeah, one thirty three. That's one of the best among all catchers. I mean, that's right up there with guys like Real Muto and Grandal. Not on, maybe not on Will Smith's uh, level, but um, I think he's one of the best young catchers in baseball. I think he's going to take that next step, and I think he's a he's a really good player.
0: Yeah, he definitely. Of course, it is a small sample size, but he was fantastic in twenty twenty. Top nine percent of the league in exit velo top 9% of the league in hard-hit percentage. And he also walked 17.1, oh, yeah. that top is 3% awesome. of the league. Walks great, hits the ball hard. 83rd percentile in barrel percentage. Good ex-woba. I mean, his only Whew. issue is, is the strikeouts. And it's not even that bad, 26.4, I think. So, And he frames well. Small Man. sample size, but he frames well. You want to talk savant. about... Merchant. an underrated this is a savant merchant right here <laughs> my goodness oh by the way the whiff rate is good too dude so,
1: what an electric player sean murphy
0: maybe all right another player guys uh sean murphy if he turns into an mvp candidate you heard it here first
1: yep love lady murphy that's love the big lady word. and
0: murphy one of us will have the sean jersey and then the other has love lady that's <laughs> how we we'll roll.
1: amen I'm all about that. Um, Let's, let's hit back to the angels for a second uh, and hit those awards. Um, Cy Young. I've got Andrew Heaney, just the guy that's been (laughs) there and is the ace of that rotation. I suppose. I don't know. The only ace really. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: maybe Dylan Bundy, but he's, I have, if there's like a regression award, I'm giving it to him. This is
1: the King Bundy regression tour in 2021. I swear to
0: you. I don't, I think 2020 was somewhat of a fluke. Um, I mean, if Otani gets back into pitching, well, maybe he can be the Cy Young. But I mean, he got hurt the last time, so I don't know how to feel about
1: that. Well, Otani and, hit a hundred a couple times in his showcase today, or not in his showcase in um, in training, bullpen today. I guess a warm up. That's a good sign. I think he could be a Cy Young candidate.
0: But for my own for safety, because he might get hurt, I will agree and say Andrew Heaney and MVP is Trout. Don't need to discuss that. Obviously. Everyone agrees. No one disagrees. If you do, um, uh, you're not. This isn't the sport for you. Mm. And looking at breakout candidates, I'm gonna go with Griffin
1: Canning. Ooh, love love me some Griffin Canning. I, I like
0: him. We haven't seen much of him, but I like him enough that maybe heading into July, he's. Maybe their best pitcher. I don't know. I think he's only 24. Like he's so young. And 2019, we saw him do pretty well. And then this was the shortened season, but it was still decent enough numbers. Um, I think he definitely has a chance to do very well. He had an ERA of 3.99 in 2020, and he had an expected ERA of 4.30. So he performed above expectations, and I think that. He's definitely going to be someone to look at if you're an Angels fan. As for, like, who's going to be that ace when all these other guys leave? Maybe it's Griffin Cannon.
1: Well, I like that pick. I've got Jared Walsh as my breakout. Ooh, okay. Um, potentially going to be a great bat for that Angels team. Let me see um, Jared Walsh. Yeah, so Trout is the obvious MVP pick. Maybe yeah. one out of 100 times. Oh, I forgot, I forgot this. I
0: forgot this. Kurt Suzuki signed with him. So
1: they do have – forgettable.
0: A catcher? I guess Suppose. he's not a good catcher. No, oh, they also brought yet, in no. Juan Lagares. So, you know, Game Angels you, you tried but I mean, maybe they thought it was like 2016 or something, uh-huh. I don't know.
1: Well, those are the teams in the middle. Let's uh let's hit on the Astros at the top. I've got the Astros right. winning 94 games and uh winning the AL West. Um Alex Bregman's my MVP. Uh, he's no. the best player on that team by far I got him and I
0: have him as well he is a unbelievable talent and he's just been he's just such a great hitter it's not even really a discussion
1: right he's um, stellar you look
0: him Correa and Brantley's a scary trio that's not even mentioning Jordan who was out for I believe 2020 I
1: think yeah. he was hurt and so Altuve he,
0: and Altuve he's still good
1: to people's dismay he's still very good we can and, jump into all that rant against Astros, trash can oh, fools if we want to, but whatever.
0: I'll save that for another – that's another <laughs> topic for another day. Um, I do like the Jason Castro signing they did. Yeah. I love me some Jason Castro. So you got him and Maldonado. That's a great framing duo. And you picked up Sousa Jr., I guess, to replace um, or to be potentially that backup outfielder. Um they've still got a good rotation. Granky, he's still he's still kicking it, man. 37 and he's still being above average. Framber Valdez, that's a breakout candidate right there. He's going to be very good. Yeah. They still have Lance McCullers. Um when he's not screaming on streams at Fortnite, he's pitching pretty well. So I think he'll be good. You still have Jose Arquiti. Um, you know, I know all these guys well because I played them. In seven games, so I oh, got yeah. to see all these guys at hand, and I think they're all pretty good. Um, they still have a good bullpen. Ryan Presley. They got Paredes, Pedro Baez, underrated signing there. Um, they still have Joe Smith. I know. I think he opted out, but I think he's still going to be pretty good for them. And they also brought in Steve Cishek. Very. Underlooked move in my opinion C-Shack is a good veteran to have, and they brought in the former opener now tr- forced to be closer by everyone not named Tampa Ryan Stanek um, don't know why people aren't using him as an opener because the numbers show he's only good as an opener but I'll let them do what they want
1: um I'm on the the framer valdez breakout train that's who my breakout pick was um yeah I got me as well. Yeah, I've got an interesting pick for Cy Young. Um, your Cy? Not Granky, not Valdez, uh, Ooh. not Arcidi, not McCullers. I've got Ryan Presley as my Cy Young candidate here. Ooh. I love Boy him. I think he's band. I do. I think he's a, a fantastic, um fantastic pitcher. His numbers over the past three years have They're been scary. have been monstrous. I mean And he's no got, one's
0: talking about him either.
1: Yeah, he's got a, a 2.5 ADRA. Um, 2.59 FIP, 2.51 xFIP, and a 2.55 Sierra since 2018. That's scary. I mean, he's that's a, those are elite numbers.
0: Those that's I I'm scared of Ryan Presley at that rate. Yeah, um, I, mean,
1: I think he's. But yeah, you look at you look at the last three years, man.
0: He's striking you out. He is beating you everywhere. He's not allowing you to hit the ball hard. You're not getting hits off him, yeah. and he's not walking you either. He's gonna pound that zone.
1: Not giving up home runs.
0: He's got a fantastic breaking ball. The spin rate on that thing. Oh my goodness! It's a fun curveball to watch.
1: Right. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a great pitcher. Uh, he's my pick for uh, for Cy Young. Who are your Who's your Cy Young? We we know we both have Bregman, I guess, for MVP, and we both got Valdez, Valdez. for our breakout. Yeah.
0: Well, I went with Granky. Uh, when I was doing my Cy Youngs, I was I didn't really look at the bullpen that much, which I probably regret now. But I think Renke's he had a great, a very underlooked 2020. You look at the surface, you know, 4.03 ERA, uh, three and three record. Oh, he's not that good. Well, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> 2.80 FIP, 3.51 expected FIP, and He didn't allow any home runs. This was one of the best. I know it was 67 innings, but a 0.81 home runs per nine, one of the best in his career in the last five years. Um, The ground ball percentage is still consistent, and he's also limiting home runs on fly balls. In the two full seasons in 2018 and 19, they were both over 10%. In 2020, it was under 10% for the first time since 2015 hmm. i know that is a you know small sample size but it's something to acknowledge you know maybe he's finding a way to beat the game now because this is becoming a home run game and if he can limit the fly balls he's definitely off to a good start
1: right old man a uh, soft tosser Ephis pitcher e- or EFIS whatever man. yeah, yeah EFIS, i mean man. he's still kicking it he's uh Heck yeah. he's, he's the, the Cy Young uh, rotation-wise um, pretty clearly, I guess. Um, let's talk about the teams at the bottom of the division here a little bit. Uh, I've got Seattle. I'm a big fan of Seattle. Maybe not at are. this exact <laughs> moment. Yeah, you know I am. Maybe not at this exact moment for the Mariners, but I think within the next three, four years maybe, I think they could legitimately be World Series contenders. I think they're rebuilding is right on pace to be, um, to make them real, uh, maybe even dynasty contenders by the middle of this decade.
0: Um, I, I don't think that's a bad thing to assume. This is a good, uh, young team with a lot of potential. Um, hopefully none of them took, you know, what their CEO said a couple days ago to heart because they might want to leave now after that. Uh, I know Kyle Seeger's wife is looking for a house out of Seattle.
1: He's not um, part of a long-term rebuild, you know. I know, but
0: to, to announce that they're not bringing him back before the season starts. That's started. pretty
1: awful. <laughs> That's
0: – okay, we could get into what he said. Um, John Boy Media made a great video, and he put it in depth. But, man, he would – Why? Why would you say those things? What
1: kind of incentive do you have to go out there and and play for this or play for this this organization? If you're
0: Corey Seager and you go on Twitter and you see it's leaked that the the CEO, the vice president, maybe even president, the the director of baseball ops said publicly that they have no intention. That's how we don't want
1: you after this. We
0: have no intention of bringing you back. And he also said that
1: he's overpaid. Jesus, man.
0: Like, how do you – The franchise
1: Seger, icon.
0: How do you feel if you're Kyle Seeger that your president of Baseball Ops just said publicly that you're overpaid and you're not coming back to the team you've played for your entire life?
1: Man, that's that's awful. I don't even know that's, what you're supposed to think there. That's
0: heartbreaking.
1: Um. I might be a little too high on on Seattle. Maybe it's my bias getting in the way. No,
0: I don't I don't think you are. I'm I've got him on them
1: too. Yeah, I've got him winning seventy five games. I don't know if that's too that's, many. Oh, don't worry. Many. I have
0: seventy four. Yeah, we're I on mean, the
1: same page here. Yeah, Mitch
0: Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger. People forgot about him. He's pretty good.
1: He's, Evan. Yeah, Evan good. White.
0: Um, he got the twenty three mil guaranteed. Kyle Lewis, Man, the I'm other Kyle answer. on this team, great rookie year. Uh, Dylan Moore, I know they're high on, along with Ty France. You got Luis Torrens and Tom Murphy at the catcher duo. Uh, looking at the rotation, they brought Paxton back. Oh, Love yeah. that move. Uh, bringing back just some familiarity. I mm-hmm. think he'll be good there.
1: You still got Parham, Marco Gonzalez.
0: You have him with Gonzalez. You've got Kikuchi. Uh, I think he's a good breakout candidate this year. Uh, he's shown there's potential there. We just haven't seen him succeed at every stage yet, but I think he could show some potential this year. They have Sheffield who was pretty good in the small season sample size. Mm-hmm. They signed Chris Flexen, who, <laughs> who was a horrible for the Mets leaves, pitches 116 innings in the KBO and just dominated. What a monster. So like, how about that? You want to rebound your career? literally dominates the KBO and he gets a major league contract.
1: Eric Thames type Mariners. vibes. I mean,
0: he, he was horrible with the Mets. It was like 20, I think it was 17 to 19 leaves, goes to the KBO, dominates Mariners, see it. And he's going to get a chance to be in that rotation. And I think it's I, I, good for him because oh, yeah. a lot of people thought, Oh, he's just, he's bad. Well, how about now? We're going to get a chance to see if he really is.
1: Yeah, well, big year I to like prove that. himself. Um, they also have Justin Dunn, who's going to be competing yep. for a rotation spot there. Um, Justin
0: Dunn's a fun guy too. Yeah, I think he wasn't he part of the Cano Diaz trade. I, b-
1: I believe so. I believe I believe he was. I think along with was, yeah. Kelnick.
0: This is I just realized this. Paxton and Sheffield are going to be in the rotation together. Sheff, isn't Sheffield the guy they traded yep. for Paxton? Yep, yep, yep. So, yep, yep. Fantastic reunion there! What Abby, a win in the
1: Mariners! What a fleece! Depoto. It's just like what the a Archer monster. trade.
0: You Anyways, fleece the uh, Pirates you bring him back.
1: Yeah, I've <laughs> got a I've got Marco Gonzalez as the Cy Young. Uh, well, no, wait, did I? I must have made these predictions before Paxton signed. Clearly, I would have had James Paxton being the Cy Young here. So I'm going to make that change and uh, and call James Paxton the Cy Young. I think that's a pretty clear pick.
0: Yeah, he's the. I have him as the Cy Young. A lot of people, <laughs> I'm high on him. Some people aren't. I think he's very good. I'm surprised that it took till February this month for him mm-hmm. to sign. Yeah. I definitely, and I'm surprised he signed for that cheap because he's making less money than, than Drew Smiley. Oh, and dude. I think it's safe to say that Drew Smiley is not worth 11 mil. And I think Paxton might be a little more worth that. Maybe, so, just just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. We'll see. We'll see how he doesn't. Uh, we didn't even mention their bullpen. Not very high on it. Not a lot of great guys. Mostly they got Giles. Yeah. They did get Giles, but he won't play this year. That's the only well, issue. Yeah, well. they got Giles and they got Andres Munoz. So they have great guys, but they're not. They're hurt. They had Tommy John.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, and uh, then that's it's the just big a bunch on. of
0: it's just a bunch of mostly like no names, I guess. Uh, they did get Montero, Rafael Montero, from another in division trade. We didn't mention this Texas uh, yeah. with the Texas. We'll get to Texas in a minute. But you've got Montero, Graveman, Casey Sadler, Canyon Middleton. I think the best guy there, just off the top of my head, probably Nick Marjovicius. I said.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he nailed that. All
0: right, Nick Marjovicius, um, and that's really it. The bullpen's definitely a weakness. I think that's something that they could look to change or implement a bit better, but mm-hmm. I like the Giles signing. I like it. Um, I knew some team was going to pick, give him a two-year deal, and they were going to have him set as the plan there. So happy for him. And I, I think the Mariners are on a good path right now.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Um, awesome. We both have uh, Paxson as our Cy Young. I've got Kyle Lewis as the MVP here. I'm conf- I don't know if I'm confident he's going to be able to sustain that 2020-level uh, production, but uh, I'm certainly hopeful that he can, and I'm sure all Mariners fans are hopeful that he can. So I'm on the the Kyle Lewis train for, their, uh, for the Mariners MVP. Yeah,
0: I, I'd have to agree with you here. I think Kyle Lewis is a very good – he's a very – of course, it's been a small sample size. And plus, right. he did not play – This is no one's pointed this out. He never played in AAA. A. In 2019, he was in double-A, never got triple-A. In 2019, he was in double-A, and then he got the call-up in September for 18 games. So he has never played triple-A before, but it seems like he didn't need to. So that's a fun little fact there for the Mariners fans. And I do think he's going to be pretty good. I like him a lot. Um, I I think it's safe to say, at least right now, he's probably better than Robert. Robert. As for center yeah. field
1: rookies, yes.
0: I, I, I don't know. It's whether you value defense over offense or vice versa. But I like Kyle Lewis, and I expect him to be a very solid uh, center fielder for this organization.
1: Totally agree. Well, uh, not sure if he, how long he's going to play center field or how they're going to then arrange their three young star outfielders because oh. once you hit the middle of this decade, the, the glory days for the Mariners – Hopefully, um, you're going to have White at first, and uh, however, I guess the infield might be a bit of a question. But then your outfield is going to be some combination of Lewis, Kelnick, Lewis, and Rodriguez.
0: Kelnick and Rodriguez. And they also have Taylor Trammell as well. They have Taylor Trammell. So, yeah. like, you got to be very excited if you're a Mariners fan. This is the nicest their farm's ever looked. I'd, I'd be very excited for the Mariners
1: right Right. Now. I mean, you're entering a – you're entering. You're uh, entering the.
0: This is like the last, like, probably somewhat bad year because once yeah. 2022 hits, it's you're gonna start to see some progression. Hopefully,
1: right. That's when Kelnick and Rodriguez are probably gonna be up, and yeah. uh yeah, I mean that'll be fun. Yeah. Um fun. So I've got Lewis as my MVP breakout. Interesting pick here. I've got Shed Long as my breakout pick. I oh, don't know the why. Yeah, I've got Schlong. As my breakout, um, I haven't, like, not saying this because, like, I've looked at his ex-Woba and it's, he's gotten super unlucky or anything. I just, I don't know, I like Shed Long.
0: <laughs> he's, he's pitched in a, or played, excuse me, in a small sample size. Um, we really haven't seen a lot of him, so we'd have to see a little more of him, but I like that pick. It's a fun pick. Um, breakout for me, it, it's kind of tough with this team because really, there's, it's hard to find someone that's like, hasn't broken out yet. Because most of these guys have right. shown themselves. But I, I gotta go with Justin Dunn.
1: Yeah,
0: I think they're they're very high on him. He had a pretty rough 2020, but I think that he could definitely become a, a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher. He was very talented in the minors. I once again, I think he was rushed, kind of like kyle lewis he did not pitch in triple a they called him right up in 2019 out of double a and he got a rotation job in 2020 didn't do that well he got hit hard did not have a lot of ground balls like he normally did in the minors turned to home runs so i i i am very high on him though and i expect him to fix it
1: awesome uh Okay, so there's the Mariners. We've hit four teams here in the AL West. That leaves we us with yep, leaves us with the Texas Rangers. Um, potentially one of the well, certainly one of potentially the absolute worst team in the American League. I'd still put the Orioles below them. But I've got the probably, Rangers,
0: I'd say they're second worst. Yep. But that's that could be a stretch because they still got a couple guys there. Right. I'm afraid I mean, I'm afraid Gallow. to say I'm afraid to say worse because I don't want to break like an unwritten rule or some sort like that. Huh. Calling calling a team the worst might be you know too evil, you know. We don't know.
1: It's an unwritten rule. Nobody besides oh, yeah, the, the besides the Orioles can be the worst team in the ALS. But in the AL.
0: In all seriousness, I think the Rangers did a great job this offseason. Um, they they um they did a great job. They they did some moves that were pretty helpful in my opinion. They got Dane, they traded Lance Lynn.
1: Got a great ball. They, they,
0: they got Dane Dunning. They probably could have gotten a little more if they traded him last deadline, but that's fine. Right. They signed Fultoniewicz to be eating up innings for them. I think they signed a pitcher from Japan. I think his name is Koei Arihara. Yep, they signed him back in December. I think he's going to be in the rotation as well. They got Chris Davis in that trade with Oakland along with Jonah Heim. I like him a lot. Um, they signed Delano de Shields. I think that's a um, Yeah, they brought him back, and they traded for Nate Lowe with the Rays. Mm. That's a good move. We haven't seen a lot of Nate Lowe, but he hits the ball very hard and makes solid contact. They signed David Dahl, and they still have Joey Gallo. So if they want to trade him and get some depth there, that's something they can do. Uh, You look at this team, weakness is definitely the pitching. Uh, Their offense is good, but it's not great. Um, a lot of these guys, we still have to, to wait and see. You know, Willie Calhoun, we haven't really seen him break out yet. Um, Rugnet Odor, I think Rangers fans are just hoping he retires so they don't have to keep starting him. Right. Um, Nick Solak, he had a great 19 and then 20. I don't know what happened. And then Joey Gallo, he's still here. He's still the best guy on this team. He's going to be their MVP. Do they trade him? That's the question, because at some point he's going to want a contract, you know? Mm -hmm. So, do they want to trade him finally? 2019 was fantastic until the injury. And then 2020, he had a – I think, like, the first week of the season, he was all over MLB Instagram, and then we didn't hear from him after.
1: Like, Mm, he just
0: completely disappeared. So, I think that's really how they should approach this. I mean, Kyle Gibson is their ace. Like (laughs) – not something to be super optimistic about.
1: Right. Totally in agreement with you on that. Uh their offense has got a lot to prove. Uh really outside of Gallo, but maybe even Gallo's got something to prove. I mean, if he is going to get traded, he's got to show that he can be healthy and consistent for a uh, get back to that
0: that 2019 form because that was a scary form that was.
1: Right. I mean, when when he's on, he hits when nukes. he's when he's
0: on, it's 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 scary to pitch to him because of how hard he hits the ball. Oh right. Like, my
1: goodness. So, I've got him as the MVP for next year, clearly. Um, yeah. Cy Young, it, their pitching's a crapshoot, so I yeah, guess I'll is. say Kyle Gibson, I guess. I mean, Kyle I Gibson.
0: Know. Maybe you could take the dark horse reliever and Jose LeClerc. to make it <laughs> no interesting, clue. But I, I don't know. Since we're on the bullpen, I mean, LeClerc is obviously the best guy there. A lot of, like, unproven guys – Jonathan Hernandez, um, Taylor Hearn, uh, Josh Spores, who they got like a week ago, I think. And then you got like Brett Martin and Wes Benjamin, I believe. Yeah, I like so, Brett
1: Martin. I mean, he's a pretty good too. lefty.
0: He's a solid lefty. Um, I've, he is an ERA merchant in 2020. <laughs> he had a 1.84 ERA in 14 innings. So that probably got Rangers fans' hopes up, but let me tell you, it wasn't that good. He had a 570 fifth. Oh boy! So Holy don't hell. I don't. This is the biggest like ERA to fifth drop off. That's I've like ever a
1: four seen. run difference.
0: It's literally a four run difference. Like that's how big of a deal this man was a straight ERA merchant. Man.
1: Largest ERA merchant outside of Keuchel that we've seen.
0: Dallas Keuchel is like embarrassed with how good of a merchant this this guy Dallas Keuchel
1: was. wishes he was Brett Martin.
0: Yeah, Brett Martin. I mean, he's all right, but man, 2020 was rough for him. Did not build on that 19. He walked a crap ton of people. Um, I yeah. I, Didn't let him actually. Score. That was that was the biggest problem. He walked a crap ton of people because mm. everything else is pretty similar to 19. In fact, his left on base percentage like nearly
1: doubled. <laughs> so oh my like, God. Uh,
0: this is a okay. This is a confusing but fun player. We might have to support That's Brett Martin now.
1: Add him on the list, man. Add him
0: on the list. Add him on goodness. the list. What a Love merchant. Who, who is Love, it? Who we got? I think it's Love Lady, Martin, and I forgot the other one.
1: Um, Shoot, I'm looking back at who this is. Was it oh Jake Bowers? I don't think oh, so. No, Sean Murphy.
0: Oh, Sean Murphy, yeah. Okay, so Love Lady, Martin, and Murphy. If any <laughs> of those three are good this year, we need credit for uh, confirming that because we did. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, um, Rangers are a mess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, breakout candidate, I guess, Nick Solak. That's who I put down. I mean, um, he's a
0: safe option. I went with Nate Lowe because I liked him so much <laughs> when he was with Tampa. I don't think he ever got a chance here. I don't think he ever would have unless we traded Joy. And judging by how he won his arbitration case, if he had stayed a year or an extra year, maybe he would have been traded and he would have gotten a chance here. But, hey, he's on the Rangers now, and he's going to start over – Mr. Guzman is not good
1: and Ronald he's very
0: good I mean Nate I'm very high on Nate Lowe I think he's very talented and he hits the ball very hard You look at the um, minor league numbers that all everything backs it up and I'm excited to see him get a chance to be a full-time starter because he never got that in Tampa and I think if he gets a chance maybe he could showcase like how powerful he really is because he's got great exit velo numbers, he hits the ball very hard.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, just one of many uh interesting players who have uh, you know, unproven guys on that uh, on that Rangers roster. Yeah, so, wow. um, I've got them winning 61 games, I got them losing over 100 games. One of two teams in the AL to do that. Um, yeah, that's so- a fair,
0: that's a fair, um. Assessment. I got them winning seventy, but that's because I was trying to be like fair with my records. Right. But I still have them losing like ninety games. Like they're
1: not gonna be good. No. Yeah. Nobody's saying they're gonna be good. They're obviously gonna finish last in that division.
0: I don't think Rangers fans are very happy. No, I um, wouldn't be. I don't. I think they're just reminiscing about the great run they they had twenty ten to twenty sixteen. They were pretty good.
1: Yeah, and then uh, especially
0: twenty eleven. Uh, I know you have. A lot of 2011, in 2011, man, they man. had
1: such a good team in 2011. I don't know how they didn't win the World Series that year. Uh,
0: me either. It's almost yeah. as if they were like a strike away or something.
1: They, it felt like they were even a strike away, maybe even a couple times, or just an know. inch away, and
0: that's. A, I guess that's a story for another day.
1: You know what? That's a uh, that's a great baseball story, whether you're a Cardinals fan or not. Exactly. All right, so um, that's the entire American League. We are running out of time. We're clearly not going to get through the national league um oh, yeah. well and, next uh, next week <laughs> yeah so next week plenty of time. yeah next week we're gonna go ahead and touch on the nl and um we're gonna wrap this episode up next week will be um our nl standings predictions uh breakout mvp cy young for every team just like we did today and yeah. uh we're also it'll be maybe a little bit of a longer episode next week because we'll touch on our Um, our awards predictions, uh, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Reliever of the Year, Manager of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year for both leagues. And then hopefully –
0: Thank you for telling me. I I didn't have a Comeback
1: Player of the Year. Now i got to find one. Oh, Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, write that down. I wasn't
0: prepared for that one. Let me get that found out.
1: And then then probably we'll dive into our postseason brackets and uh, predict um, who will be world champions in 2021. That will be So, fun. um, this has been fun, uh, David, thank you for joining me. And, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. now will wait for next week. Yeah. This is hopefully one of, uh, of many, many. episodes that'll feature yeah. you. You're a great, uh, great baseball mind and, um, you know, good friend of mine. So, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about baseball. You've got great insight and, uh, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Well, thank
0: you for having me. I'm happy. I got the invitation and I look forward to next week.
1: Of course. Well, uh, Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Sabercast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next week with our uh, NL predictions. So uh, thanks for listening, and adios.